Good evening. Well, really, good night. Welcome to a kind of late night edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. I am, of course, KG, the owner of the Houston Round Ball Review. We're going to talk some football, college football, Big 12 football with Miss Kenitra Pulliams from Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to talk about Dana Hogerson and his excuses that he continues to make. And his teams are just uh, first-half teams because they don't have depth. So why bother showing up in the second half? Apparently, that's how Dana Hogerson coaches. That's what he believes. So hopefully, at some point, the administration will realize he's not the right man for this job. And they will replace him with someone else. I doubt that will happen anytime soon, unfortunately. But that's for Mr. Paycheck, Mr. Friend of Hogerson, Hillman J. Fertitta to decide, which would be nice if there were some other wealthy backers to step in and take over and tell President Couture, Chris Pesman, yeah, this, this man's got to go. How much, do we, how much does it cost? He's got to go. Instead of waiting on Tillman to do anything, because if, if it's relying on Tillman, Dana's not going anywhere. And if Dana's not going anywhere, then neither is the Houston Cougars football program for as long as he's in charge. And that's what Tillman needs to open his eyes and realize, accept Chris Pesman. I don't know what power Chris Pesman has. And Chris Pesman drops the ball with marketing and things of those, that sort as well. But for anybody wondering, Kenitra Williams is in studio. She'll be joining me momentarily to talk about the KU Longhorn football game. Mr. Longhorns won going away Saturday afternoon. Big 12 has, I think, three 2-0 teams in conference play. Two of them are not a surprise. Texas and Oklahoma. The third one is West Virginia. West Virginia won on the road, beat TCU by three points Saturday. Coach Neil Brown, he told everybody at media day, he was adamant. Of course, you know, most coaches will say this, but I guarantee you we will not be in last place. That's what he said at media day. They were picked last preseason poll by the media. He basically told all of us, you guys are going to be wrong. and We're going to prove it. So far as 2-0 and the head coach, he's replaced. His team is 0-2 in the Big 12. And he makes excuses left and right about lack of depth. And, and we just wear down. We wore down in the second half. This is Big 12 football. On and on and on. Contrast that to Gus Malzahn, UCF. And they blew a huge lead and lost to Baylor. Baylor outscored them 29 zip to win by a point. Gus Malzahn, we need to do better. This, this loss will hurt. We need to do better. We'll get better. Not a lack of depth. Not any of that. We're going to get better. We're going to correct the mistakes. And we're going to improve. And we're not, the goal is to not make this loss lead into another loss. Well, Mr. Horgerson's Press conference, his weekly press conference on Mondays won't take place tomorrow, October 2nd, because the Cougs are on a, in a bye week. So his next press conference will be October 9th on a short week. And of course, that short week, lo and behold, the Thursday matchup will be against West Virginia. So Dana Hogerson and the Cougs host West Virginia on Thursday in the Cougs blackout game, 6 p.m. start. Ooh, on a Thursday in H-Town, 
Mm, I want the Astros to be playing playoff game at, in town. If that's the case, woo, won't be anybody at that game at TDECU Stadium. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in the queen of Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, my colleague, Miss Kanitra Pulliams. Hey, Chris, how you been? I'm great. How are you? Good to see you. Good to be seen. Well, that's, yeah, it's always good to be seen. Well, not always. It depends on the circumstances. I want to get, were you at the game? Did you cover the game, no. the KU game? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't travel this week, no. Okay. What was Coach Leipold's response, reactions after the loss to the Longhorns? He, in, in his words, he was disappointed but not discouraged. Did he decry a lack of depth or anything of that sort? Nope. His reasons for the loss? Nope. Did, did, didn't, didn't, no. I mean, the, you know, because the, the main question is like, when did you know that Jalen Daniels wasn't available? That was like the main thing, you know, yeah. depth. It's like, you know, they knew Texas was big and they knew Texas had depth and Texas had experience. But, you know, when you don't have your starting quarterback and then your backup quarterback, Jason Bean, who, you know, has had enough starting experience, whether it was at North Texas or at KU, it wasn't like he was immediately thrown in untested. Um, he said he found out about 30 minutes before Oh wow! that he was going to start. So he hadn't practiced and he said, you know, Coach Leipold said that there's a certain responsibility upon everybody, especially, you know, your number two at whatever position to do the mental reps to kind of lessen the learning curve so that when you are next man up, that you are prepared. Um, but according to, you know, Coach Leipold, he said he didn't really find out what had happened. He said all along, all week long, you know, Jalen was taking the majority of the, of the number one reps. And it was during the walkthrough at the hotel Saturday morning mm. is when he re-aggravated this, this lingering back issue that first kind of flared up the first day of fall camp back August 7th, which he was very limited during fall camp, that's why Jason Bean started the season opener. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jalen has played subsequently since then. But then, you know, something triggered it um, to where he wasn't available at all. They thought that maybe th that the trainers and the medical staff could to, could kind of do some treatments and work on him. And, and maybe throughout the course of the game, he would be available. But that wasn't the case. So I, I guess in a sense, this is a lingering injury mm -hmm. issue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know, you know, because first they're like shoulder and they're like back. And so, I mean, granted, the, you know, the back of your shoulder is still your back. So I'm not, they, you know, they're very uh, tight-lipped, mm -hmm. um, you know, just about the severity, what exactly, you know, back tightness. Okay. Is, is it a pinched nerve? Is it a herniated disc? I mean, like, what exactly is this back issue that has, you know, affected him? for the better part of two months. Well, shifting gears from a Coug fan perspective, Coug fans are really looking forward to this bye week because the team won't lose. And they won't have to listen to Dana Horgerson make up excuses for why they don't have depth in the second half, apparently. Even though he is a man who put this roster together. And as a fan pointed out on X yesterday, Dana Hogerson said four years ago, the reason to redshirt all the players was to 
establish and create depth. That was four years ago. Yet four years later, you're still saying there's a problem with depth? Okay, Dana, just keep casting those checks, man. You just keep doing that, drink, drinking your Red Bull and vodka, and you, you do you, Dana. You keep doing you. Without Jalen, what were your thoughts on how KU did against the Longhorns? And how impressed, if at all, are you with the Longhorns football team so far? Um, you know, they, they, they've been, you know, they've been playing angry, you know, because just the words from the commissioner mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and other teams and fans who will continue to be in the Big 12 beyond this season. Um, so, yeah, there, there is there's a target, you know, both on Oklahoma and Texas. And, and so it's like they say embrace the hate. And so they're 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 doing such. But, you know, the fact that they do have the experience, um, I, I you know, even though KU never said that the heat was a factor, you know, you do think with the amount of time, if you look at uh, time of possession and how heavily slanted it was towards the Longhorns and coming into the game, KU number one in the country on, in, on third down conversions. They went 0 for 8. So they weren't able to sustain drives. Therefore, their defense was on the field a lot. So your defense is getting a lot of work. They're undersized. They don't have as much depth in the Texas heat mid-afternoon in September where, you know, it's mid-90s on the turf, you know, maybe add 10 more degrees. You know, so I, I think all of those factors, uh, you know, you know, played a part in, in the outcome of the game and just the way that uh, Texas was able to run the ball effectively. And, yeah, it was closed for, you know, two and a half quarters, you know, and then Texas was able to assert its will. Uh, but, yeah, Texas being able to run the ball so many different ways when you have a you know quarterback who can run and then you're able to have you know pop a big play and they can't stop the run so that you know opens up the passing game as well and so texas was able to kind of mix and match the offense and be balanced in that regard whereas ku really wasn't able to they started off well you know with the with the rpo and and even the first touchdown was a, a fortunate literally a fortunate bounce you know, in the RPO, you know, with Jason Bean, but it just, it seemed like he never got comfortable uh, at quarterback. His his throws were kind of off target, um, making the right read. I, I still don't quite understand on the fourth and inches why he was lined up in the shotgun. Oh, I was going to ask you. That's yeah, a whole different thing. I, so. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Devin Neal, your number one back, wasn't in the game at that point. I don't know why uh, Daniel Highshaw was. And number two, I don't know why they were lined up in a shotgun. If you're fourth and a foot, and Jason's a good runner, mm -hmm. and Jason's long and lanky, like, fall forward. Like, get enough, trust your offensive line, which you return all but one player on that offensive line. So it's not like it's some like new grouping or, or new mm -hmm. collection of players. Fall forward and, and you know, do 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 your Jalen Hurts and like get get your foot, and you know, and then you're able to sustain well, you know, a drive. Push him in the butt, and then, yeah. And not only that, it was a miscommunication on who was going to take, who was going to give between he and Daniel Highshaw. Subsequently, it was a, not only did they not get the first down, they fumbled the ball, Texas recovery deep in their own territory, um, and then was able to to immediately score a touchdown right after that. So I think that was a huge momentum shift um, in the outcome of the game. 
Was Coach Leopold asked about that that play call, that decision right there after the game? Okay, that's strange. Nope. I, sometimes coaches in any sport just overthink it. I, I mean, I don't know. They're trying to prove themselves, be smarter than everybody else. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if that was like a like a you know Andy Colt Mickey, you know, the offensive coordinator. I don't know if that was his call. I'm not quite sure. But you know, regardless, fourth and a foot, fourth and a yard, fourth and inches, the Cougs do it. Have done it. They did it yesterday. It didn't didn't work. <laughs> In a shotgun, fans are baffled, irate. Why are you doing fourth and a yard in a shotgun? You got a quarterback who can get a yard himself. On and on, but you say Kansas did it. <laughs> it it doesn't make sense, especially yeah. now in today's football where the butt push is allowed. Yeah. So you can just have the quarterback line up under the yeah, center. I mean, and it's not like Jason Bean is an immobile quarterback. He finished third in those at the state track meet in Texas in the one hundred. So like, the boy can run. He can yeah. burn. Yeah. So. Coaches overthink it. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, let's see. Have you had a chance at all to to scan your eyes down here to Houston and, and hear about the, the mess that is Dana Horgerson and what he's doing here? No. Enlighten me. It, <clears throat> fans are fed up with Dana Horgerson bad thing is that he has he has the right small circle of people still supporting him enablers um well enablers but i mean one one of the people is the guy who writes the checks well so i mean i guess that is an enabler as well but the excuses he makes are tired tossing his players under the bus after games is tired the fans are tired of everything he says regarding, well, the scheme was good. Our guys just did, didn't do what they were supposed to do. You know, the running back didn't do this right. Or the, on and on. And then yesterday after, after the loss for the second straight second half against a Big 12 opponent, the Cougs scored zero points in the second half of a Dana Hogerson-led team. Mr. Offensive Genius, the offensive guru that he's supposed to be. But the reasons for it, Kenitra, is because the team wore down. They wore out because of the lack of depth. It wasn't anything else. It was just a lack of depth. So did, did, did he not hit the portal to get some experience or did he not recruit well? Are guys just young? Like, well, his young what? players, he, he barely plays. He plays oh. with like one freshman, and that's it. Parker Jenkins, running back, mm. who disappeared in the third quarter. He didn't know what happened to him. He came back in the fourth quarter, but he didn't, he missed most of the third quarter. So, like, what what what's the tone in in his weekly press conference? It it varies. After losses, it's gloom and doom. It's we lack depth. We're not, we're mistake filled. We make too many mistakes. My players, this, he pick, pick a position, pick a player. He didn't do what he was supposed to do on this. Not play. He like didn't do this. I need or no. our coaches need to prepare our players better. He, he gets to that afterwards, like later on in the pressers. 
But the first part of the pressure is we're not deep enough. We just don't have the depth. You know, and, and oh yeah, Clizel Taylor with a great comment. I forgot about this. He, he said, Dana said this after the game Saturday. The other team wanted it more than we did. The game, they needed the win. He, he said that. <laughs> like the Cougs are not trying to pick up their first Big 12 win. But Texas Tech, they wanted it more. It was more important. And one of his lazy answers, well, they have coaches too. They get paid too. They get paid to coach too. They have good coaches. So okay. you and your staff aren't good? <laughs> well, clearly they're not. Apparently, I mean, he, he says it He says it all the time. It makes you wonder what he's thinking about. Some folks believe he's just cashed out. He, he's just checked out. He's getting those checks. He's good. How long does he's, the contract run? Too long. Like three more years, I think. I think the buyout's like $14, $15 million, something like that. Um, and and Miss Wanda was a loyal UH follower and supporter. Earlier, offseason, off, August, July, August, he said the team had depth. And now they don't have depth. What changed? Dana did changed. Some, did, did somebody hit the portal already? No. no. Dana's just... He's got the excuses built in because his enablers continue to allow him to get away with all these things. No I said it. No accountability. I said it on all my platforms last night. <clears throat> and I'll say it here on Folks Talk of Sports if you haven't seen it on those platforms. It's way past time for the Houston decision makers to say to Dana, stop with the, we got worn down in the second half. We don't have the depth. You put together this roster. You figure it out. They need to say that. But unfortunately, I don't believe they're going to because they have so many other problems to deal with. But... And I'm not sure if this is going to be the worst loss. T.I. says this. The Cougs will probably lose to West Virginia on Thursday, October 12th. West Virginia's playing well. In the Holgerson Bowl? In the Holgerson Bowl, yes. Which the fans of West Virginia do not miss Dana at all. I mean, especially, I mean, they, you know, like, like <laughs> supposedly, you know, they might be, they were supposed to be looking for a new coach come next season, but things so look far, good. Yeah, Neil Morgan Brown time. is saving his job and he's 2 0. And they beat the Cougs. I'm not sure if they play this Saturday. They could at minimum, minimum be 3 0 or 4 0 if they have a game this Saturday, but probably not because of a short week, the following week. But who knows? Dana is just, he's getting paid to 4 million, 5 million a year. The buyout's like 15 million. That's a lot of money to most folks. It's not a lot of money if you're a billionaire. Especially if you're a billionaire who's, who fired an NBA head coach who was well-liked by most of his players and seems like more and more come to find out he was undercut by a general manager. But so I digress. Are, are, are Cougs fans asking, is it basketball season yet? Oh, my. Oh, yes. KP, oh, yes. They did that uh, after the loss to Rice. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you're from the area. You know, UH football should not lose to Rice. Should not lose to Rice. And it was, what was it? I think 28 nothing at one point in that game. The team, oh, 
And this great answer from Coach Hogerson, Mr. Excuses. The team was down 28-0. The team fought back, forced overtime. Okay, going for the two-point conversion to tie the game to send it to another extra session. Coach Hogerson Coach said in postgame, we just didn't have the will to win. They so, like, why, why should your players want to play for you if you're saying, basically, they quit? That's, that's what I'm beginning to care. wonder. And more and more alums are wondering if he's lost the locker room because if the coach is saying you don't have the, the will to win or you're not good enough to play, we don't have the depth to win in the second half, how many of the players are, are like, because after the Rice game, after those comments, Nelson Caesar was asked about you know his response to those comments. Oh, I just I disagree with that. Uh, no, we we had the will to win. We just didn't, didn't get it done. <laughs> you know, I mean, but yes. Quite like, and I, I'm not like being smart. Where's Kevin Sumlin right now? Oh, some fans want Tom Herman. I'm not sure that, that would happen because of some of, the, but uh, yeah. but most fans want Dana gone. Sure. It, it, you know, it, it, I think they'd be content with me and you head coaching instead of Dana Hogerson. But yes, Miss Wanda says we are kind of, kind of the days until basketball. Yes. I'm sorry. Like, like, yeah, my, my football expertise is limited to, to playing uh, intramural football. <laughs> That's about it. I want to, I'm glad you brought that up. I saw a picture, a post on your, Twitter on your ex. I think it was in March of this year. You were uh, participating or you participated in a media March oh. Madness competition kind of thing. Yeah, during during the Big Twelve Women's Tournament. Oh, please do tell. It was it was just it was just kind of a, a media um, showcase, um, and it was you know three-point contest, free-throw contest. It was all kind of all-in-one. Um, and so it was just like they had – there was actually – there was a draft, and you just kind of, you know, you know pick your teams from here. Here is everyone who has volunteered to participate and, like, you know, pick your teams. And so I picked um, – Are you were the captain? I, I guess I was the captain because I was the only one present. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, it was just kind of it was just kind of like groups of three. And so I picked uh, she's former former broadcaster at the CBS affiliate here. She's now communications director for uh, the Kansas City Current NWSL team. Oops. Sorry about that. Uh, Danny Welniak. And then I picked uh, Todd Palmer, former uh, print journalist for the Kansas City Star, and he's now um assignment manager at uh, the nbc affiliate here so that was our team of three our championship team of three. Oh yes i noticed that, that y'all are the champs I, I saw that too what did you do well to help the team win i picked my teammates correctly oh okay okay is this an annual thing we'll see i mean i i, I think so i mean because i know they they they're just you know trying to you know get more interest uh you know both from the fans as well as from the media for the Big 12 Women's uh, Championship. And now that it, it, it'll move from Muni over to the T-Mobile Center the mm -hmm. week preceding the men's tournament. Um, so I do anticipate it coming back uh, 
bigger and better. Um, I'm I'm not going to say it, but part of me would like to participate in this. Okay. I'm I I have sure. my skill level has declined immensely as my knees have gone away. But uh I'm not I'm not guaranteeing it, KP. Miss okay. Wanda T.I. Clazell watching. I will I will t- I know the organizer, you know, of the event, um, Brenda Van Langen. Oh yes. Uh, oh, I know Brenda. <laughs> yes. Oh. And so so it, so Brenda Brenda was the one who helped to organize, orchestrate and, and get it going. And so I will absolutely give your name to Brenda. Oh, you don't have to, KP. Not, not just yet. You don't have to. You can forget about this segment completely after the, right now. Just forget about it. Forget about everything I just said. It's March. You got you got six months. Just yeah, forget about it. Yeah. We'll see. We we shall see. Uh, see, Clazell wants to know who's the next up and coming coordinator. We are ready to hire them now. I'm telling you, Kook fans want Dana gone. They want him gone. With the quickness. Yesterday, today. Gone. You have anybody in mind? I like Sean Lewis from Colorado. Wouldn't that be something if he was hired to coach in the Big 12 against his former boss of a year? I mean, what I mean, you know, maybe not necessarily a coordinator, but like get somebody with head coaching experience like Willie Fritz at Tulane. I I wanted that two years ago. <laughs> I, I did. But what do I know? You know. <clears throat> Oh, my goodness. Did you see? And thank you to everybody joining us on Facebook and YouTube. I'm speaking with Miss Kenitra Pulliams from Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. She covers KU athletics, mainly the sideline reporting for KU, right? Pretty much in games, you know, pre- pre-game show, pre-game, post-game, right? Pre-game, pre-game, post-game, yeah. So especially during basketball season, you are going to see, you follow KU, you want to see some pre-game coverage of KU. You're going to see KP's face give you inside info about the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, women's team, too? No, not not on, not regularly. Um, I, I did do a sideline for the National Women and Girls Sports Day, um, the game against Texas. So, you know, so it was just basically everyone affiliated with the broadcast was a woman. It sounds good to me. Yep. side directing cameras everything so um so it was just kind of a special a special event you know for that one so yeah but the KU women's team is coming off a WNIT championship right correct so that will be another team better than the Cougs women's team in the Big 12 yeah but I, and, then, I don't, and like and then the fact that a lot of them are exercising their right their, their that extra year of eligibility um we thought a lot of them were going to leave and they decided they said they're coming back so so late night is coming up next Friday to tip off the season. Late night is that for both both squads? Yep. Would that be on Big Twelve now on ESPN Plus? I think it will. I think it will. I haven't I haven't seen the broadcast schedule because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of it that we can't show because of copyright music wise. Okay. You know because of of, of copyright uh, rules. Um, so, but there's like, there's a scrimmage, there's a half court shot, you know, for, is it like $10,000? Um, there's skits, there's dances, the cheerleaders perform, dance team, rock shock dancers perform, 
you get to see kind of the personality of, of the players. Uh, so, you know, fundraiser, there, there'll, there'll be like Jayhawk Fan Fest going on, like kind of on the front lawn um, of Allen Fieldhouse all afternoon. So it's, it's big, you know, yeah. An event like that, I would like to see the UH basketball team do something like that, especially yeah. now with with Big 12 now and ESPN Plus. And I've been very critical of UH marketing, UH athletics communications. They're, they've gotten better, slowly. They've gotten better with telling more of the stories of the student assets. Oops, Great. my bad, the student athletes. Um, the student assets are telling the stories, even articles on the, the website, on the YouTube channel, different social media platforms. Basically, the, the other sports outside of men's basketball have finally realized the benefit of social media <laughs> because men's basketball and Lawrence Sampson have done a great job with that for, yeah. for a while. Yeah, because it was like, because uh, UH Volleyball just played KU mm -hmm. over the weekend, so. And who won? Tell me, because I don't know. Uh, KU won. Okay. Anyway, with the, you know, uh, they played Friday and Saturday. So Friday, I mean, they went to five sets. So, I mean, it was, it was competitive. I mean, Un you, well, UH volleyball nationally ranked. Oh, yeah. I, I, that much I know. So, yes. Unlike, um, whatever, um, the football team. But I digress. Okay. <clears throat> Who, Cleasel's saying, you know, he wants an OC, similar Tom Herman kind of player. It's just, there are options out there, legitimate options, viable options to be the next head coach for the Houston Cougars football team. But nothing will happen until Tillman Fertitta and whoever is in that small circle of Dana Hogerson defenders, because he still has some, not a lot, but he still, he has the right ones in his corner. You mean supporters. Thank you. Supporters. That's even better. Supporters. Until they realize he's just not, he's not the one. And here's my thought on this, and let me know if you agree or not. The football program is at the point where fans do not have hope that Dana is the right person for the job. Mm -hmm. So much so they're going to stop buying tickets, mm -hmm. stop coming to the games. If they bring him back next season, UH will no longer have the, the banner of, hey, we're first year in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. We're bringing Dana back. So it'll be even less incentive for fans to spend their money on tickets. So at some point, they got to cut their losses. What's 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 average attendance? So far this year, it's been well. It was the last home game? It was announced as thirty plus thousand for Houston at TDECU. Mm -hmm. The home game has been pretty good. Thirty plus thousand. TCU was thirty eight thousand, almost forty thousand. See this Willie Gibson, I believe this is who this is. Will knows FOPs, friends of the program. That's what I couldn't think of. Friends of the program. That's what Dana has. He has it. And I need some other friends of the program to put, put the money together to get rid of him. But attendance so far, well, it was good. Starting Thursday on the 12th of October against West Virginia, a 6 p.m. kickoff 
it won't be good. Right. Okay, it won't be good. And then the home game, home game on the 21st against the Longhorns, it might be 80% burnt orange inside TDECU Stadium, which some UH people would be okay with that because, hey, the tickets are being were bought. But it was 80% Longhorns who bought them. Right, because I mean, because because Texas is not going to return its allotment, then they'll 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 buy up all those, and then they will go on the secondary market, and then you know. The ticket prices for a friend of mine sent me this yesterday. Some of the ticket secondary secondary market for the prices for West Virginia are as little as five bucks. Five, six, eleven bucks. But I mean, like, you know, but like, like, as you said, you know, with the marketing, I mean, we, but you could spend that and just be like, hey, it's affordable family night, you know, bring them out, you know, package it all together. Hey, you can get four tickets and concessions and parking and da da da, da for. Ganitra. Gazelle says, season ticket holders where I sit are selling the tickets to the opposing fans. It's going to get worse the longer they keep him in charge. Mm -hmm. So the question has to be asked, how long are they going to have the sunk cost for Dana Hogerson as the head coach? And recruiting is not going well either. <laughs> okay. If it, does, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. And who is one of the head coaches coming into the Big 12 next year? Prime? Coach hmm. Prime? You already I, said, I, we coming. <laughs> and, I, and I think, and, and Utah has a strong football program. Of course, yes. Arizona's football program. Arizona State has a, the right head coach probably in charge. They got screwed with how the late decision to ban them from bowl this year. Mm -hmm. But they should be better next year, their first year in the Big 12. There are teams that look like on paper will be better than a Holgerson-led UH football team in next year in the Big 12. I mean, it, but they won't have to play Texas next year. True, but they'll just lose to other teams in the Big 12 because they still won't have depth and they still have to play four quarters and they're only good to play two quarters. And they still have to have the will to win. Right. So that's where we are with a Dana Holgerson-led team. It's the hope is gone. The frustration and the angst is very high. I'm not making any friends over there at UH in communications. Not the first time. Won't be the last time. I've been around longer than most of them have been working over there. <laughs> so it's okay there. Maybe that's the reason why. I, never mind, I won't say all that. Anyway, <clears throat> this is really the assessment of the fan base. It's such a depressing reality for UH football. And But here's the positive. Three more games until Cougs basketball because the Cougs exhibition game is October 28th. So football-wise, get out of the way and focus on men's hoops. And here's the contrast, which really is another reason why I just don't understand UHF, decision makers. They have a great example on campus of a head coach who for, for a while 
has done more with less, is a leader who doesn't make excuses and has made the program nationally relevant. But the football man makes excuses seemingly every time he opens his mouth and they're okay with that. And they're okay with, Kenita, did you know that Dana Hogerson in Houston is one of five programs the last two years to win 20 games and two bowl games? Even though those bowl games were the Independence Bowl and the Birmingham Bowl. But did you know that? I did not. How impressed are you that they have won the Birmingham Bowl and the Independence Bowl? I mean, the fact that they've been to and won, I mean, Texas can't say that. See, that's... And Kansas that's, can't say that. That's the rationale that they're using to defend him to keep him coming back. And, 20, and 12 of those wins were in the AAC. Oh, and Dana's record against teams with winning records? Is poor. It's I mean it's it's way way below five hundred. That means like twenty percent, if that. He hasn't won a game against a a, a Big Twelve team yet in his mm. tenure at Houston. So you can spin it how you want to spin it, You're right? But if but if a team has a winning record, chances are Dana's lost to him in his time at Houston. As Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately? And see, that's what I, I think the UH supporters, the Dana supporters, just are refusing to acknowledge. This is not personal, Kanitra. It's business. And I guess why I go back to if the fans will no longer buy tickets to see the team play as long as he's head coach, then it's a sunk cost to keep him around. And the hope is not there. What's going to um, Will, T.I., Glazelle, Miss Wanda, anybody watching us on social media, what's going to be, what should be the marketing slogan for next year if Dana comes back? Hey, year two can't be any worse than year one. All right. This year we get it right. This year we got depth. This year we want to win. Oh, yeah, that's it. This year, we want to win. This year, the games are going to mean more. I, I, I don't know what to say, but... Kanitra, do you, have you learned for sure? If, oh, here's one. Whose house? Not ours. <laughs> that's one. And the Rice Owls athletic program has capitalized on their win over the Cougs in football with their own Love Your Blue, Love Your Rice Owls merch. They've made available for purchase online, unlike the Cougs who failed and dropped the ball so much in spite of all that positivity they had when they had the Love Your Blue uniforms. Are they for sale? No, they're not for sale. Huh? Where can I buy it? I mean, you can't buy it. So what was Rice, the point? Rice has theirs. It had their game yesterday. It's on sales online at the campus bookstores, all those things. And it may not look as cool as the Cougs blue uniforms, but they're available for purchase. Mm -hmm. They may not have the alumni fan base the size of UH, but it's available for purchase. They're trying. So it's just, 
Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Here we go. There's a slogan for next year. We don't want it. There's one. T.I. With, 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 I've never seen such an embarrassment in all phases with UH football. It's scary. And they need to clean house. They're not going to. But on Folks Talking Sports, I, can, I will talk football because I have other platforms where I can talk basketball. But here on FTS with KP, Miss Kenitra Williams of Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Media Day, Big 12, excuse me, Big 12 basketball tip-off is coming up. Will you be there? I don't know yet. So it still hasn't been determined yet? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know if you, if you, when you, once you find out, okay. I'll be there. I'm going to say this to the folks who don't follow me on all the platforms on Houston Rombard View on TikTok threads and the gram. Rockets Media Day is Monday, October 2nd. I'll be there. SWAC Media Day is October 3rd and 4th. I'll be there. American Media Day is October 9th. I'll be there. Big 12 Media Day, two days of that. I'll be there. Not too many outlets, especially the size of one entity, one person, can say that. So... I'm trying to keep hitting that rock. So buy some Houston Round Bar Review merch. Buy some Folk Talking Sports merch. Advertise on this show. You see that your ad here? The spot right there for you, the right corner there. You're going to become part of this show. Platforms are growing. I'm more and more popular on TikTok now. Me and my old self. You know, I have to lean on the youngsters to help me out with some of the stuff. Won't be any dancing. Kanisha, trust that me on that. No, that was my next question. No. Like, how many TikTok challenges? Have I'm not doing any of that. None of that. I may sing on my own platforms like this, this channel, things like that. I've done that. But I'm not dance for anybody to film. Oh, but by the way, going back to the basketball possibility, will there be any cameras like filming that stuff? At B12? The media, the media competition at the women's tournament? Um, you know, it, if local camera, local outlets wanted to film, I mean, it's, it's totally available because it was basically, it was at, um, halftime of, was it the semifinal game? First and for, yeah, I think it was semi, semi-final day. It was like at halftime because, you know, because some people, you know, if you, if you were working locally, you maybe could not have attended both. So you like, they did halftime of the first game, halftime of the second game, so. So, are are y'all going to try to, to uh, defend your title? Um, well, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's totally possible. Because I I I'd prefer y'all do that because that way I'd I'd be pretty confident you would not get out your camera and record any of my basketball exploits. Well, I mean, if you're in the afternoon session, I mean that there wouldn't be a conflict. See that that didn't help me right there. <laughs> I'm waiting on Will to, ch- to, to chime in. Do it, do it. Uh, mm, mm. So, like, how? Okay, so uh, what does UH do to celebrate, signify the start of, of basketball season? Uh, well, in terms of like, like the event you described, yeah, not a lot. There's, there's not like a, a midnight madness thing 
there's open there's practice like anything there's there is an open practice had they already had the, the red and white game and that was well attended surprisingly it really was well attended especially this this year but it was in august before the team left for australia mm. but it was very well attended and i mean like half the building was full i was i was shocked i was like wow but it's because it's basketball and we're about football games or anything right. like I'm gonna say, like, were there any giveaways? Was was not not for that one. I think two or three years ago they had some giveaways, but it's not as important or as big of a deal to Coach Sampson to have it be an event. The pageantry, right? Nothing, nothing like that. I personally, I like to see it get to that point. Yeah, it might happen under Kellen Sampson, not Kelvin Sampson. Right. So like, like you know, because like this was kind of started under Roy Williams, and it's just mm -hmm. been you know continuation. So like, so in addition to you know the team, I mean, and I mean, like they do like you think it was like NBA All Star Weekend. They have the smoke show and the lasers and the lights and the da 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 da. Player introductions, scrimmages, <clears throat> talent or talent showcases, skits. Then there's also a musical act. So this year it's Flo Rida. Oh, okay. Last year DJ Diesel. Okay. Year before. Oh, really? Okay. Run, yeah. Year before Run DMC. A lot of old older acts here, Kanitra. Year before that, which many people have heard, Snoop Dogg. I heard about that one. I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That's why yeah. they that's why they went <laughs> safely to run DMC after Snoop and his aerial acrobats. Well, you know, T.I. and Clazell and Miss Wanda, one of them might have connections to top all of that. Where's Paul? Beyonce Wall? to come in town. No, 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 no. Get Beyonce. Get Beyonce to she, come to one of see, these. See, she's yeah. in Kansas City tonight, ending the Renaissance tour. She was here for yeah. She was she two did or three shows last, there. I forgot. Forget yeah, I mean, like two, two shows. Then yeah. she went to New Orleans, and then she's finishing the Renaissance tour. So it's, it's or been buzzing. Of course, good because like it was rescheduled. It wasn't. She mm -hmm. was she was supposed to finish in New Orleans. She was supposed to have been here mid September, and then she pushed it back because the Chiefs are in New York tonight, placing playing. The Jets, mm. and so that made Arrowhead Stadium available. So the Renaissance Tour is finishing here. So Chris Pesman, huh, probably know who Beyonce is, but anyway, that was a low <clears> blow. <throat> that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry, but get Beyonce at the whatever you want to call it for basketball tip-off season. Get Lizzo. She she went to UH. Right. Paul Wall has done the the coup chant. I know he, he has not performed, but there are enough Houston Meg, artists. Where's Meg? That's a good idea too. I'm going to refrain from saying any more comments before I get myself in trouble. Um, that works too. There are UGK. No, that would not happen at all. <laughs> Put that in the contract: what you can say and cannot say, <laughs> and do and not do. <laughs> but well. uh, there are options yeah sure that's why i'm not sure coach sams would coach kelvin sams would be doing that but see this ti said it 
pay as a company too out of touch with that kind of thing anyway. But I, I mean, but that's the thing like that. It's a, it's a huge recruiting yes. weekend. Yes. So, so like not only, you know, sometimes they can time it to where, you know, late night will be on Friday and then there's a football game that's a home football game that Saturday. So you just kind of like two, you know, two for one. If they want to do it correctly, they could do it. Mm-hmm. They, they have enough. If they if they wanted, well. if they had the will to. Yes. And let the right folks like Lauren Sampson run it. Let mm-hmm. the people in the men's basketball department run it, not the departments outside of men's basketball run it. And there's reasons for that. I could tell you those stories in face-to-face discussion. <clears throat> But we're going to wrap it up. KP, as always, my pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for taking time to join me here on the Folks Talking Sports. Willie Gibson is being a good husband. He is, he is doing what smart people do. Happy wife, happy life. That's why he was not able to happy join spouse, us Happy season. house. All of that. He's doing, he's doing the right thing because he would have been joining us this evening. But, hey, I, I, I understand. Next time. So, but yes, uh, two weeks from today, ma'am. Could you join me? That'd be two days before the basketball tip-off. Could you join me on the fifteenth of October? I think I can do. I can. I make. I can make that happen. Same time. Sure. That works. We can talk more hoops. I know the Cougs men's basketball team had an official visit from a player. Should have ended today. Went well. Have another official visit lined up with another player this coming weekend. Both of them are 6'8, 6'9, but different body frames. One yeah. is about 200, <laughs> maybe, and other one's like 240. <laughs> so different areas of basketball, but four star recruits, mm-hmm. Coach Samson bringing them in. And unlike Dana Hogerson, Kelvin Sampson coaches up his and his staff coaches up his players and helps them get better. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Okay. Everyone. Thank you very much for joining us this evening on folks talking sports almost tonight on this edition of folks talking sports episode 110 of folks talking sports. Kanicha was one of the guests on episode 100. So she is a consistent contributor to FTS. I appreciate it very much. My pleasure. And uh, she will not be a stranger. Again, Rockets Media Day is Monday. And then SWAC Tuesday and Wednesday, on and on and on. So just follow me on Houston Round Bar View on YouTube for content. Oh, before we go, Miss Pulliams. Yes. What are your thoughts on Kevin Porter Jr. and that whole saga? I just finished watching The Wiz, and and what what was what's one of the song, one of the best one of the best movie soundtracks ever, still holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. And yeah. that's all I got to say. Yeah, and that's really what that's been nothing but bad news. He won't be at media day tomorrow. <laughs> no yeah. worries about that. He will not be in a rocket uniform for a game probably ever again. No worries about that. Rockets are moving forward. 
did you hear about uh, Tillman Fertitta's comments about KPJ from April that have come back to bite him in the butt? Did not. At the Coach Udoka press conference, toward the end of the press conference, Tillman said on his own, let me see if I, if I have the slide, because it'd be more impactful. I don't know if I could. Here we go, KP. Here we go. Here we go. In my six years of having this basketball team, there's no player that I've enjoyed more talking to off the court, even during the games, than Kevin Porter right here. I just want y'all to know that because I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. No one asked him about that. No one prompted him about KPJ. KPJ was sitting in the front row for the press conference, the only Rocket player to attend the Coach Udoka press conference. Out of the clear blue, Tillman said those words. And now, months later, Tillman will not be at Media Day based on the schedule, and neither will Kevin Porter Jr. <clears throat> so what do you thought about those words from Tillman from way back in April? Look, you, you are like Coach Prime. You got receipts. Indeed, I do. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go right there. Unsurprised to hear this. No wonder Hogo keeps getting a free pass. Well, on a, on a happier note, I, di I digress. Who does KU play this weekend? Are they off or do they have a game this coming Saturday? No, they're they're back at home uh, playing UCF, one of the one of the newcomers. Oh. So this season they'll play three of the four Big Twelve newcomers. Only team not they won't play is UH. Uh, so UCF will come here uh, after that tough loss to Baylor. Yes, <laughs> after they blew that big lead. Yes. Yeah, um, but it wasn't so, because of lack of depth. No. I don't, I don't know why they couldn't finish, but, you know. But we shall see KU versus UCF. Kind of curious to see how they, both teams respond in that yeah. game. And, and, the, and the thing is, you know, uh, Coach Leipold's weekly press conference is, is on Monday. So, you know, it used to be on Tuesdays last year, and then we moved it to Monday because it, it's kind of hard to ask anything new or different because you just played yesterday. You right. get back like mm, ten o'clock last night. You get treatment. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna ask about. Of course, you're gonna ask them, who's your starting quarterback. Right. How's Jalen's back? Have you seen him? Has he practiced? But you know, being that the press conference is at eleven fifteen Monday morning, there's really not a whole lot of new information to go on. And then therefore, and then players players and coordinators talk on Tuesday. So then you have basically Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to where there's no media availability. So you don't really have to answer questions about health status. That's how UH does it. A typical week, Dana has his pressure on Monday, and then staff, players, select players on Tuesday. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if they don't make any quarterback available on Tuesday. In fact, I know they won't because they've already sent the list of who they're making available and the quarterback's not listed. Well, there we go. That's one reason. Another reason why I have 
Miss Williams on the shows is to bring a pers- different perspective from outside of Houston. She covers KU athletics. This, like Willie Gibson from Ohio, the Ohio State. Got to get other perspectives, other programs to see how they do things. Try to do that here on FTS and at Houston Round Bar View. Interview had a chance to interview Morgan Uber from The American and ESPN on Thursday. Branching out on these platforms. Kanitra, how can folks find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on the platform formerly known as Twitter. At K Williams. Thank you very much. As always, once again, for joining me. And I'm going to put you in the calendar to come back in two weeks. And we're going to talk hoops. And that'll be after the, the event, right? You yeah, yeah, on... yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. So the event is, is it the 6th? Yeah, it's coming up this, this Friday. So this this Friday. Okay, I thought it was next yeah. Friday. Yeah, this Friday. This Friday, because they're having okay. a kind of me, a late night media day to I think it's tomorrow, um, and then they started they started practice. They had the exhibition in, in um, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and then they then football football's home next week to play UCF mm-hmm. uh, three o'clock on Fox, and then. All right. Well, if you haven't seen it already, I have a few clips, videos, comments from Ronald Huey, head coach for UH Women's Hoops, as well as Layla Blair and Brittany Onyege. Clips are on Houston Round Bar View on YouTube, as well as on X, but more importantly, also on Instagram. And some of those are on TikTok, all at Houston Round Bar View. Trying to get with the youngsters. That's where, that's where they are. They're on Instagram. And TikTok, yeah, way more know, than I am. So, gotta, you gotta do something different, go. right? Yep. Unless you're thank you again. Morrison. Well, yes. And on that great note, thank you very much. Great, great job with that. See you in two weeks. Everyone, T.I., Miss Wanda Polk, Will Knows. Uh, let me see. I want to, Cleezel, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this edition of Folks Talking Sports. The audio version will be on the audio platforms later on so you can listen to it again you can watch it of course on youtube at houston round bar review and also the newly created folks talking sports youtube channel so ultimately at some point in the probably distant future will be mainly on the folks talking sports youtube channel whereas the round bar view channel will just be hoops but that's down the line when i get those numbers up and subscribers planning ahead miss williams thank you again see you in two weeks everybody take care and just follow the Houston Rombar View on YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for content from Houston Rockets Media Day, which takes place tomorrow, Monday, October 2nd. Take care. Peace.